Today on Rightly Dividing, we are part one of three on the topic of judging. Is it biblical in the life of a believer? Thank you for joining us. Learning to navigate truth in a world of opinions. Teacher Jacob Leger and your host, Pastor Daniel Wright. Heart of Worship Church Media presents Rightly Dividing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, to Rightly Dividing Podcast, learning to navigate truth in a world of opinions. I'm Pastor Daniel, and this is Jacob Leger. How's it going, guys? Our teacher. Today, we're going to be talking about judging. Now, if you haven't watched episode one, we highly encourage you to do so as it describes our foundational principles and our mission for this podcast, desiring truth through humility and grace, recognizing that we are not the arbiters of truth, but God's word is. Remember to agree to disagree if applicable. But today, we have a special treat for you guys. I would like to welcome my one and only, better half, undoubtedly, my beautiful wife, Miranda Wright. Hey, guys. So many of y'all, if y'all are following this podcast that has been following the podcast since its origins, do recognize this beautiful wife that is my wife, not yours, just, just saying, my wife. Miranda Wright, and uh, she has been instrumental in uh, building the podcast platform to what it is today. So we just want to thank her for all that she's done for the kingdom, and she's joining us as a guest speaker (laughs) (laughs) to our Rightly Dividing podcast. Uh, I would not be who I am today, I promise you, without her. You don't know, I believe that most of us does not know the testimony that is ours when we first met and uh, going to her church uh, with her dad pastoring and all that. But neither here nor there is a powerful testimony behind that. And I just wanted to let y'all know that she is amazing. And I truly am not going to be or not am who I am without my wife. So I want to give that credit to you. Amen. Plus, brownie points are always a good thing. <laughs> Can't go wrong with brownie points, right? Right. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about judging. And that's something that we really want to dive in. First, obviously, with many, many topics, let's define it. So what is judging? I mean, if you think about it, it really can be split into two separate ways. I've said this before, Jacob and my beautiful wife, Miranda, and I like it. It really does well because we have to split hairs to what is actually being done. Judging, you can look at it in two ways. One, a judgment call or being judgmental. Mm Mm-hmm. A judgment call simply says, okay, I, I see an apple on a tree, therefore I, oh, that's an apple tree. I've made a judgment call. Right. But being judgmental is where you find a lot of the accusations, especially with a world who does not know Jesus, that when you're trying to bring truth, it's a constant barrage of, oh, you just, you know, we're not condemning. See, right. some people do. Uh, let's be honest. Some people sure. love their soapboxes and they're like, like the... Pharisees of the old that Jesus rebuked them for being mm-hmm. hypocrites, but making a judgment call is not the same thing as being judgmental. Yeah. They'll even say you're being self-righteous, you know, and stuff like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you're thinking about mom and dad, I think parents out there should, should meet uh, wise parents that are able to speak to their kid and say, this is not a wise decision. Yeah. You know, especially teenagers, right? No, you, you can't, you know, speed and you can't drink and drive all those things that we're making a judgment call. So being judgmental is not the same as making a judgment call. Yep. Right. So, and today we hear many people say, 
don't judge me. Or the Bible says, hey, the Bible says you can't judge, right? Right. Don't judge. My favorite, only God can judge me. <laughs> and to that, we, we always like to say what? And that's uh, kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. That, you need, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. God is going to judge you. Right. So that's what we need to realize. <laughs> that's a serious matter. Yeah. That is a very serious matter. Right. So it, it, that, that being said. It's almost said in, in a light manner as if that were an easier thing. Exactly. That's oh, yeah. actually a more severe thing. That's a great point. It's almost like uh, you wouldn't want me to judge you, but you'd rather God judge you. <laughs> right. In fact, Go for it. The Bible tells you that it would be better for you to judge yourself now so that he doesn't have to judge you later. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's a very good one. So the question is, is that true? Right. We're is good. it biblical? So let's dive in. So, Jacob, what, what we got? Yeah, so, is judging biblical? Of, of course it is, but we're going to touch on some points here. 1 Corinthians 2, 14, 15, 14 through 15 states, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself judgeth no man. So judging in this in this uh, verse verses is directly linked to discernment, right? Discernment or discerning, right? Mm-hmm. So having discernment is not tantamount to hatred or being hateful. Mm. Only that it allows us to recognize the difference between what is holy and unholy and what is clean and unclean. That's Come on, a little bit of Leviticus in there. Exactly. exactly. The Bible is the standard from which we need to judge from. That's good. it's not our judgment. It's what the word says. Even Jesus said that. That's exactly right. He says he only he only says what his father tells him to speak, right? So exactly. judging the same there. And uh, knowing the word, it allows us to discern or judge between what is holy and what is not. And being holy is being set apart and specifically being holy to God, set apart for God. Right. The next little verse we have is uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and all is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. There it is. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That instruction unto righteousness. That is, you have to make a judgment call of an action. Somebody did mm. something. What is that? What's, what does the word say about that, right? We're given instruction unto righteousness, but not from our own, our own words, but from what God has said. Right, but Jacob, we're saved by faith, so we don't need works, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, did not say thoroughly furnished unto some, all, most, all, A-double-L. A-double-L, underline, highlight, embolden, all good works, and instruction in righteousness. How can we give instruction as to what is righteous and what is not to a said subject without making a judgment call? That's right. Now, one might be judgmental and say, oh, they'll never amount to anything. Right. Oh, they'll never make it to any, they're, they're never going to live right. I've had pastors in my youth that looked at my life when I was playing the prodigal and had said, he'll never amount to anything. In fact, part of the testimony I mentioned earlier with my wife, her dad, that's what was told to her dad saying that, look, don't waste your time with Danny. He is a lost cause. That's being judgmental. That's right. But having a judgment call would be where Pastor Glenn comes in and says, this is not the right life. This is not where you need to be. God wants better for you. That's a good judgment call that says you're you're not where you need to be, but you can be Yeah, where God is calling you. Exactly. To be. So praise God for that. So let's just go right to the main one. In fact, 
the world who is apart from God, who is not saved and doesn't know Jesus, they know at least one scripture. Or at least part of it. Ah, part of it. See, now that's key. So, ladies and gentlemen, please pay attention to the context as we discussed in our introductory series, episodes one through three, as it regards uh, rightly dividing the word of truth. The main point of proper interpretation has to do with the context of the passage. So if we stop early passage and there's a lot left to the story, we're missing what is actually going to be said. What is the point? Right. So if we stop at the foundation, we miss the rafters and the roof. (laughs) So judge not that you be not judged. That's Matthew seven, one through five. And that's where they hit the period. And Mm -hmm. they say, that's the end of the story. Right. Have a nice day. So (laughs) you can't judge me. Oh, but then let's continue for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged, which newsflash we're all going to be judged. Right. And with what measure you met, it shall also be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull the mote out of your own eye, and behold, there is a huge beam that is in your own eye. Now here's the key. Brothers and sisters, if you have your Bible and you will follow along with us, it says, thou hypocrite, first, everybody say first, first, first. cast out the beam of your own eye, and let's say it together, and, and then... then. And then you can see clearly to cast out the mode out of thy brother's eye. That last line that I just read was the part where we said, yes, it is biblical to help and assist a brother to remove the hindrance of their vision. Right. Right. But we can't do it if our vision is hindered. Right. It's kind of like in a, in a cheesy example, we've all, if if anyone has flown in an airline, first put your mask on. Right. Just to be able to put the mask on, because if you're passing out, you can't properly That's help right. someone to put a mask on. And if you're falling over, if you're yeah, if you're struggling with the the same thing that they're having a problem with, you can't you're judging hypocritically then because exactly. you're. Yeah. And, and, and that's really the context here is not to judge hypocritically. Right. I've heard it said that a hypocrite is hard on others, but easy on themselves. But a righteous man is easy on others and hard on themselves. That's good. I like that. You still do have to make judgment calls, but what, what is your focus? Are you really worried about your own salvation? And have you pulled the beam out of your own eye? You might be in right standing to clearly be able to then help them because you've already crawled out of that pit. You can encourage and help and correct and direct and help them to get out of that pit. Also, That's right. Correct. So it comes down to hypocritical judgments. So if we're, if we're dealing with a sin in our own life, we can't go to that other person and say, well, you're, you're living in sin. Well, right. it's like, well, so are you. A uh, good example, too, let's be honest with ourselves. If that moat has been removed, some might, for, for the f- sake of feeling offended and defensive and not accepting that, would say, well, you've done it. Oh, see, that's the word done, past tense. That's right. the key. My example is my own dad. My dad had told me when I was doing stupid and in my working on my testimony when I was not living for God, he had made a comment to, t- to tell me, hey, look, this is not right, you know, doing drugs. I don't want you to die, son. You'll overdose. You'll be in jail or whatever the cause might be. And I, I, I actually, in, in, and I'm not trying to brag on myself, but I looked at him and said, no, dad, I'm not actually going to be that person that said, well, you did it, blah, blah, blah. I specifically said, dad, because you've done it. I said, dad, you did it. Therefore, you have grounds to speak into my life because you know what it was like and you've been there but understanding the point was that he had repented it's not like he was a current right user 
and telling me not to do drugs. Exactly. He had been delivered. He, he has been 30 plus more years sober. And now he's telling me it would just cause his own son. He should be sober. So I, I was willing to accept it from someone who's been there. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the famous passage. So when people say, well, the Bible says don't judge. I like to tell people, well, brothers and sisters, if you're watching, finish the passage. (laughs) Keep going. There's much more to be said. In fact, there's also a talk in that same passage, verse 15, about wolves and sheep's clothing. Uh, It even says in the same chapter from verse 16 through 20 about judging by the fruit. As I open with this example, what's the best way to know uh, that an apple tree is an apple tree? It's going to have apples. Right. What's the best way to know an orange tree? You check the evidence. Check the fruit. (laughs) What is it producing? Or even the leaves. Some people can identify a pecan tree based on the leaves. I'm pretty good with pecan trees, but I'm not good about anything else pretty much. You know, in the South, of course, we have pecan trees. But you know by the evidence of someone's life. Exactly. So that's, that's very, very biblical. In fact... Uh, in First Corinthians six uh, one through ten, the Bible says, "Do you not know that saints will judge the world? Are you unworthy to judge the small matters and judge not the angels?" So those are so many things that we can cover to look at biblical judging. Right, right, exactly. So addressing the obvious, I want to talk about this addressing the obvious to the Christian. I'm going to read this real quick. The gospel message is in and of itself a judgment call. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the the gospel message says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You are not enough on your own. Right. You need the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and faith in that sacrifice, confession of faith That's in right. said sacrifice, and repentance of your worldly ways. As we come to a close, we thank you for joining us on part one of three on the topic of judging in this series. Remember, brothers and sisters, that the word of God will stand forever, Isaiah 48 and 1 Peter 1.25. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe and click that bell for notifications. Or if you happen to be watching or listening on any podcast platform, please follow us. If you have any questions, concerns, or topic suggestions, please comment below or email us at info at heartofworshipchurch.com. Please look out for our next episode as part two of three in this series on judging. This has been Daniel Wright and Jacob Leger and Miranda Wright, workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for joining us this episode. For more information on our ministry or to contact us, please visit heartofworshipchurch.com.